0: What up guys? It's uh what I learned from comics, episode six. I'm here with D and it's Dean. Um I know it's been a long time. We shouldn't left you without a tight episode to listen to during your um busy work week. But today uh we're gonna cover um in this episode Vision. Um if you guys are familiar with the character vision, Marvel Comics, uh made by Ultron in both the MCU and also in the regular Marvel comics. Um, and I don't know if you know that hierarchy tree of... uh, I want to say Hank Pym made Ultron. Right. And then Ultron made Vision. And then Vision went against his father, a.k.a. Ultron, and defeated him, joined the Avengers. And then, during that storyline, he fell in love with Scarlet, um, which... um, Who's portrayed by one of the Olsen twins, um, Elizabeth Olsen, if you watch the MCU version. And if you watch the um, regular comic book version, um, they've been like an item forever. Um, And they've even tried to have kids. So a little backstory on Vision. um, Has one of the Mind Stones. um, Is able to phase through walls, project um, blast, Is superhuman speed, strength. Can fly, um, and it's a uh, artificial intelligence, um, and has some of the Jarvis technology in him as well too. Um, great character. Um, I wish I had somebody like that in my life. You know, with an English accent, helping me with my life. Like at one point, um, he was helping Tony Stark in the MCU. Um, but the He's thing,
1: not liked by basic fans, by the way. Yeah, I realize. I think because of the lovey-dovey aspect of him.
0: Yeah. But I wanted we wanted to touch on this character a little bit because as technology is advancing, um, we're having more of artificial intelligence um, help us in our day-to-day lives and be in more control of things that of things and projects and processes in communities that they were not in control of before. Um, so for example, I got a new phone and immediately my phone wanted to tell me how to set it up. It wanted to tell me how to access my photos. Um, my contacts, uh, my information, my documents, um, and I, I want to talk nice because I'm using the phone right now. It's Bixby uh, who's mm-hmm. controlling all this shit, so I don't want her to uh, go crazy and uh, not being allowed with me to access my Instagram or nothing like that. Um, but uh, yeah, but um, you got Bixby, you have Searing, um, Jeeves, Jeeves. You got all these AIs that are like controlling and helping you with your business life and um, helping you do what you do. So I wanted to make the connection between the AI and vision because um, we talk about comics on this podcast. And a latest issue, well, not to say late issue, but like a really good issue of vision that we came across was vision number one. And then, Dave, you can talk a little bit about Vision Number One because you read more of it than I did. I read Vision Volume Two, which is awesome. Um, it's by is it Takeshi uh, Tom King and uh,
1: I can't remember the the uh, second person that worked on it, but um, the artist. Hold on, let me check.
0: See what the artist because I want to get this right. Oh, uh... and while he's looking up the writer and artist. Um, in this volume one of Vision Number One, he created his own family. Um, and what you'll see later on when I discuss it, um, Vision wants to be just like a normal person and be able to love, create, and have yeah. happiness just like everybody else. Okay, he's got it. Uh, Gabriel Hernandez is the illustrator, Tom King writer. Okay, and then just tell us about pretty much like the Cliff Notes or synopsis of that vision volume one um so it starts out with him
1: basically um creating this alternate dimension where he has a family so to speak and he's going through the day to day life interacting with each person that's in the neighborhood and you slowly watch him kind of um i guess just i guess try to figure out what it is that's happening in this 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 vision that he created for himself or this version of himself that he's created for his family and um the the complicated relationship between him and i guess what would be his wife i'm not sure um is interesting because it plays out in a a lot of dialogue so if you're Like, if you're a fan of, like, uh, action-driven comic, then I really suggest not um, picking this up because there's a lot of dialogue in between. And and much of it is, is like, um, super thick. Like, there's one scene I had to read it, like, four times because um, the back and forth between them was so confusing. Um, And a lot of it plays out um, dramatically uh as far as the plot i honestly um i'm honestly not really sure um of much of the plot that's going on in the first uh volume um because i'm not gonna lie i'm confused by it more than anything because i can't i'm having a hard time following along with it but i don't know like uh
0: I mean, I, the, at first, I would say Volume 1, it was kind of hard to follow at first. Um, but when I got to Volume 2, okay, it, started so to, it started to make a little bit more sense to me. Um, that it, Now, sometimes people say perspective. In my perspective, it felt like Vision was in our reality, but he created a reality for himself in our reality. So yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to come up with an address like 123 Main Street. So he just found his own 123 Main Street somewhere in New York. And this is where I'm gonna make my home. This is where I'm gonna put my family that I created. And people are gonna leave us alone. And we have a nuclear family wife, we have two children, a son and a um, daughter. And then we have a dog, which is green. So, so I guess much of um,
1: the, the crumbling that's happening between his family uh in volume one gets explained in volume two. Yeah. Um because it it kinda it kinda reminded me of um the pacing reminded me of Legion. I don't know if you watched that on um FX. Yeah. And like the first four episodes are really hard to follow along and a lot of people don't stick around for it because of set complication. So and like the plot jumps and whatnot. So I
0: can't I don't know. Um no, I mean, I, I think with the AI, um, so much of what I've seen with the Avengers involvement with Vision is they just want him to stay in his place. I just need you. If you're going to be in a home and have a family, then you just be in your home and have a family. and That's it. Don't go outside of that. And that's kind of how we are with our technology. I just need you <laughs> to help me access my photos. I need you to be my GPS and help me get from A to B. Um, I need you to send a document to somebody I need you to give me access to my temperature in my house, or help me with my security. Like I just need you to be in your place. And Vision goes outside of that, uh, those parameters, and his wife goes outside his parameters. So his wife um, ends up killing somebody um, inadvertently, and then ends up having to kill somebody else to cover it up. And then Vision covers up the whole thing. And then now his, fam- his family's dealing with the secret of you know we've killed and murdered these people and it wasn't supposed to happen it was an accident but now we got this to worry about too so now as AI we look like a threat and so um, do you ever feel like AI will ever be a threat to us because we have it we're using it so much like to control things for us and to help us with things do you ever think AI will be a threat day? Um. Yeah, yeah,
1: because if it falls into, and, and I, don't mean, I don't mean in a superficial sense of like haul or anything like that. Uh, I mean in the, in the basic sense uh, that if it falls into the wrong hands or if something happens where someone designs an AI that is capable of hacking into something or changing something, um, then it could become a threat but the pros outweigh the cons and I think the technology is still beneficial it just needs to be monitored and democratized Um, like I don't know a lot of people talk about what's called the singularity I don't know if you heard of that Okay. Um, but the singularity is the idea that uh, AI will reach a particular type of consciousness and at some point will be um on par with us if not better than us at thinking in ways that we can't possibly imagine. And in doing so it then can um possibly be a threat to us. But I was reading um a book called Superintelligence, which basically talks about the actual threat of AI, which could be Um, a glitch within a a narrow network or say um, a glitch within an AI Uh, something as simple as its job could be to uh, create paper clips and it confuses creating paper clips with filling the world with paper clips and in doing so it will remove any threat that interferes with it creating more paper clips and this is just a typical error that could happen with an AI that could be life-threatening. Um, so yeah, I do, I do think it could be a possible threat.
0: Um, oh no, I was saying walk with me real quick. Well, we're on the go. We're taking podcasts on the go right now. So I think it could become. I think it could become a threat at some point. I don't think it's going to become a threat crazy enough like to, I don't know, destroy the world. Um, but we came up with this. Uh, this idea this really percolated for me um there's a epi- uh, show or i want to say movie on netflix um it's called extinction um if you haven't seen it yet spoiler alert our penny spoiler alert okay <laughs> so uh michael pena who's um in ant-man one ant-man two um, expanded guy actor who, um, great actor who's always given all the commentary. Like, okay, my man, Scotty, Scotty, Scotty. Like that guy. Okay. He's in the movie. Michael Coulter is also in there too from, um, Luke Cage. Um, but the whole premise of the movie again, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. You think you're watching human beings who are being attacked by aliens. And in this movie, it's really artificial intelligence, who is the, what you think is the human beings and the people coming to attack them in ships and stuff is human beings. Mm. And you find out that at one point, um, AI became too much. They became too many AI and they were being abused and mistreated. And so they uprose, uh, or uprised, I guess that's the right word I should use, um, against human beings. And then it led to a war. And then, The artificial intelligence won the war and they made um, the human beings flee and leave, leave the earth and go out into space. And over a span of 15 years pass, and then human beings come back to the earth to try to take the earth back from artificial intelligence Um, but they don't look like human beings when you see them they're in these suits and they look like aliens and then the people who are in the suits you gotta remember this is 50 years so you don't have soldiers who are like you know 69 coming to try to fight artificial intelligence so these people who have experienced the war are sending their children back to earth who know nothing about um, they all they know is just come here with one purpose and retake back the earth and then they see these artificial intelligence have children and stuff so they're like oh crap Like I didn't sign off for this so it's it's very um, thought provoking movie um, and it, it's not super entertaining but I guess once it gets to that point where you figure out oh my gosh so the whole time this person was an artificial intelligent and they weren't, a hu- they weren't a human being and then these things that you think are creatures are actually that are trying to fight them are actually um human beings. I was like something like this could actually happen because in the movie when you see artificial intelligence is really being created for a purpose. Like we don't create children for a purpose. Like I, look, I'm really going to need you to bang out these windows. <laughs> That's why I created you. So they create these artificial intelligence. like I need you to maintain all the locks in the building or clean windows. So they're mass producing artificial intelligence. We don't mass produce human beings for a purpose of security, clean the floors and stuff like that. So that's one way I could see um, something happening where AI gets to a level where like, whoa. Um, yeah, we got a party happening right behind us, guys. Sorry about that. Um, where AI can become too much, where there's too much AI because people mass are producing AI for all these macro and micro purposes. Um, so what else would I want to touch on with the vision joint? Um, ooh, would you want to touch on when interacting with a computer or a game become becomes the go-to thing rather than interacting with a human being? Mm,
1: yeah, I, I've already they that's already kind of happening actually um i mean like you look at uh you look at what's happening with the market in china right now there's an app where you type in what it is that you want and it it's already automated for you to kind of get this uh service um i can't think of the name of the app but you just type in what you want send roses and it'll send roses and there's no uh it'll Purchase the roses for you, and you don't have to interact with the uh, customer service, the actual human being at all. Um, much of the automation there is also in Japan uh, is vending machines, um, because of the um, age range there. It's economical to place everything within a vending machine, um, as opposed to have some shop open for however long with said young person there working so even that's becoming a thing um, there uh, there is one upside to a massive amount of AI that I think you kind of forgot is uh, it's like um, with a large portion of AI being created you could also have uh, universal basic income uh, from a large amount of production so um, a lot of people could have something basic as losing jobs as a a really important factor Um, which is good but also bad in the sense that you could um you would have people losing jobs but I can also see universal basic income becoming a big problem uh, for a number of political reasons that I won't dive into but um I guess, yeah, I guess that's the only, the only, you know, the only real threat that I could see as far as AI is concerned now. Um.
0: Bet. Okay. Alright, so we wanted to touch on those two things. Um, if you guys want any Vision to, to check on, like, who, why the fuck would I want to be learning about Vision? Is a very interesting character he um not only has vision volume one vision volume two these are recent comic books that you can touch on i would check on anything that's old avenger related as well too um because he has a lot of like self-reflection like what am i doing what am i doing is right what's my sense of purpose um should i do the home life thing or should I continue the superhero thing because this has been a long time coming of him wanting to just be normal and have a family. Um, If you check out Vision Volume 2, The great thing at the beginning of that comic book is you seeing the relationship between him and Scarlet Witch and how they fall in love and how their love begins to overshadow their purpose as superheroes who are trying to protect the world and they become more about them trying to live their own lives. And then you see how it can't work because he's an AI or he's a robot. She's a real woman um, and it doesn't work. Um, and then they have children, got another car coming by, they have children, and then children come into play and it's like, okay, to me those children are real. And then he's in battles and he loses his body, and then he comes back and takes his consciousness from the old body, puts in a new body, new body doesn't recognize the children in, at all. So um, it's very complex but at the same time it makes you think a little bit it's like it makes me think about Ghost in the Shell a little bit how in Ghost in the Shell she can think about her previous life um, in I guess when you want to say like um, Tokyo and then Posted. Yeah, and then thinking about herself as a consciousness, be, conscious AI did being. Did you watch a, the
1: anime or did you watch the movie? Both.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, I love standalone complex and all. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're going to cut this episode. Guys, if you want to do any back reading, I'll definitely do Vision Volume 1, Vision Volume 2. If you're in the Baltimore area, definitely check out um, Gorilla Comics down in Fells Point, And I would definitely check out Atomic Comics. That's all the way out towards Hamden, Maryland. Great places. For you to get some great reads, you can do subscriptions there, and they can send you stuff as well too. So this is me and the A. checking out. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Peace.